Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 37 of Pigskin's Picks. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Ryan. And I'm your host, Dave. And Dave, we've had a, a hell of a run the last 19 weeks, but uh, or however many weeks it's been, but we've gotten to the big one, the Super Bowl. The two best teams from the AFC and NFC, respectively, collide in a rematch of the 2020 Super Bowl, where some people might say the world fell apart after that game. It's uh, like poeticness that four years ago, or I guess three years ago, when they played in the Super Bowl in 2021, in February 2021, uh, the Chiefs, you know, had their great comeback against the Niners when they ran, you know, let them out the door in the, t- in the fourth quarter. And then the world shut down and the world had never been the same. So some say it's the Niners destiny to right the world and get it back to the normalcy that it was prior to 2020. I, I pray to God that happens, but I guess since, you know, we only got one topic to talk about, we'll, we'll, hop, right into in, the mix. we'll hop into what the people are waiting for. And it's the last, Three picks from each of us, and then... Our special we'll, fourth. One last special, special fourth, fourth pick. Yeah. It was funny, before, right before we came on the show, I, I, Ryan and I were laughing, because I'm like, hey, we didn't touch a certain person. And I'm like, there's no way we could not touch this, this guy. Like, there's no way, of all the picks we're giving out, that we can say confidently, yeah, we're not going to think this guy's going to do anything in the Super Bowl. Like, a, posi- a place where he's quite literally eaten every Super Bowl. Literally. Well, we'll get I'll to let that you go off with that. maybe the most important single player on the field. Cause I think there's an argument that, that your first pick is the, the, the guy like I have people can go, wait, well, Pat Mahomes and yeah, sure. But I think single most important player on the field between either team is this man. And if this oh. man does what he's done since going to San Francisco, aside from spoiling and, what he's done this year and being the little engine that could do everything you could ever ask for. Like that's, that's the key. Well, I'm just, I'll, I'll just jump into it. Uh, it's once again, the number one pick in the white man draft, um, Christian McCaffrey. It's actually not to cut you off, Ryan, but he's the number one pick in the white man draft and maybe even for team black. I don't know about that. Ah. No, he has. Like, like they may say, hmm, we'll trade you whoever for him. Like, like he's that good. No, probably not. Who are they picking? Well, I mean, I guess they take Mahomes. But they got some dogs. But um, this particular pick is not just one or the other. This is the CMC. Let's have a day. Over 130 and a half, just a ridiculous number to say out loud for a Super Bowl game. Over 130 and a half rushing and receiving. All purpose uh, yards. You, you let the presumed offensive player of the year uh, just run wild. There, there's literally, you, there's nothing left, you know, after this game. You empty the tank, you let the dogs. You know, you let it all fly out. You let it all hang out there. And you let the guy who has 
got you to this position just because of everything that he does offensively. You let him tote the rock. You let him, you know, swing passes. You know, let him run routes out of the backfield. He's going to do everything this game. Um, I just think we're going to see CMC probably have close to 150 all-purpose yards, realistically, especially with a not very good or some would say abysmal run defense that the Chiefs have. It's funny not to cut you off because you mentioned the run defense. So uh, overall, the season, they were 17th in the league, which is middle pack, but... That's overall run defense. Their run defense actually uh, with out, outside zone reads, which is something that the Niners run a shit ton of, is uh, 28th in the league. So they're good t- between the tackles. Well, they're decent. They're, they're middle ground between the tackles in the yeah. run game. But when you get outside versus them, they've shown weakness. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say two words for Kyle Shanahan. And I don't think he's listening, but if he is, um, run left. Just run left. Oh, you mean behind maybe the best player on the field? Do not go right. Just run left and get behind the best left tackle in the NFL. I mean, some say he's the best lineman. Some say he's the best overall player in the league, which there's an argument there. I mean, that you want to talk about just a, a matchup for the ages, a Chris Jones, Trent Williams, just every play. Well, because they're best you, like, best. do you think do you think they possibly move Jones um, they have to the, to. There's no the interior? Way. Because I just think that, and guess what, Trent Williams is old. Like he's getting up there in age, but he's still an All Pro every. He's still year. the best left tackle in the NFL. It's not close. He's, it's not even. Ryan, I think I think you're undercutting him saying best left tackle. He's probably still the best lineman. Yeah, that's true. Well, generally, if you're the, I think people will argue if you're the best tackle. You know, you're the best line. You're the best because that's, you know, it's the most important position on the line. Um, but, yeah, Kyle, just run left. Let let CMC get behind, you know, his massive, th- these massive human beings. And just, it, it, for Trent Williams to be that big and that athletic is just horrifying. Just You know what I want to see? I want to see him run right, but use Trent Williams in motion. Oh, have to have line up. I want to see him do uh, twenty one personnel, where he lines up Kelsey on the right side, right side of the formation, and then he motions Trent Williams uh, to then go behind Kelsey, uh, Kelsey Kittle, and have Kittle hit the end first, and then move up to the backer, and then have Trent Williams bam to the to the to, to the D end. And then there's a 15 yard uh, hole for CMC to easily just skirt through. Now, because there's two dead line, uh, D, uh, D linemen. If you're the linebacker and Kittle does his job and, you know, chips the D end and gives the hole a turn, what is your reaction if you just see Trent Williams running at you at full speed? What can I, you know, I, I'm not going to say the words, but it starts with an F and ends with a K and has a C <laughs> and U in between. Um, <laughs> I I would it's like what because like you said he's super athletic as well it's not it's like ridiculous. he's just a big man he gets going he reminds me of Orlando Pace if you've ever seen not Orlando oh Pace God. not Orlando Pace um I'm Dallas Cowboys oh my God I'm blanking on his name he played back he was he's a Hall of Famer you know one of the best uh, tackles to ever play the game I'm blanking out so hard I got hold on I'll look up the if name you pull him up 
there, there's a couple plays. I, I watched this guy on TikTok. He does like a Who's Up Next is, I think, I believe the name of the account. Shout out him. Great, great content. Uh, and one of them was he did, he like highlighted like just great linemen and just what they do when they run up the field. And the guy who plays for Dallas just was, I cannot think of his name. I'm blanking out. I can see him. I think he was 77. Larry um, Allen? Larry Allen. Larry mm-hmm. Allen is was literally a tank who also was just way too fast for a man of his size. That's what Trent Williams is. Way too fast. Like, he yeah. wants the motors to get going. <laughs> Imagine you're a corner. Imagine you're a corner right. and have him coming at you. I'm getting out of the way. I'm just... I'm, what I'm are you going to do? Seriously, what are you going to do? If he gets a hand on you, you're getting thrown 15 feet. Honestly, you make you a know, business. You know he, you know he benches like 600 pounds. No, I know. Like, he, he, like, warms up with 315. They said he's the strongest man. Like, these other, li- the other linemen who are just as big as him are like, I've never seen a man lift like this guy. No, it's ridiculous. But, well, since you're on the topic of, you know, Trent Williams and running the football, um, you want to give your one play, seeming how, you know, yes. it segues um, into it. It's, it's CMC over 90 and a half rushing yards. Like Ryan says, run the ball left, run the ball outside. It's one thing we can we can establish. I think CMC, both these plays are absolutely fantastic plays. You could stack them if you really want because I think CMC is going for well over 100 in this game because one thing we know is Shanahan – even in situations where they're down, he will not shy away from running the football. We've seen him do it for, wow. from his time as a coordinator, and then we've seen him do it as a coach, uh, head coach. One thing we can establish is it's the last game of the year. It's the winner-take-all. Shanahan has lost the Super Bowl twice. He lost as a coordinator when they were up 28-3, to and then he lost as a head coach to these, nine, uh, to these Chiefs up in the fourth quarter. He is going to feed CMC all day long. Like, I think the realm of 25 to close to 30 touches is extremely possible. Like I won't be surprised if CMC has 30 touches in this game. And if CMC has 30 touches, he's going to hit 100 rushing yards and going to hit 131 all-purpose If yards. CMC gets 30 touches, he's probably winning Super Bowl MVP. Just going to say it. I mean, I, did, I have to look up like his touches the last few games. But like I, I don't see less than 20 carries for him. And, and he's probably... Seven to, to nine targets, like so. There's a potential of twenty-five to plus touches. I just don't see how. I'll look it up, but like I don't see how he's the best. Pl- your best player, your best playmaker. You're gonna him, and you're gonna get Debo in the same situation, running the ball, catching the ball. Like this is this yeah. team was the best team in the league for a reason. Like I know you say the Ravens. Fun fact, by the way, Ryan. I realized it. If Lamar Jackson does win MVP, it is now what. Every year, the MVP has not won a Super Bowl except for last year, since 2000. Yeah. Because Mahomes won it, won it last year. Since Warner, right? Yeah. So remember that the whole thing was if you won MVP, you didn't win the Super Bowl. And it stayed true until last season when Mahomes did it. And then now it's happened again because, you know, Lamar had a chance to win this, you know, go to the Super Bowl and then yeah. play the worst game of his career, ironically, at home. Don't know much about that. But I want well, to We're not going to get into that. Uh, last week, yeah, okay, so McCaffrey had 20 rushes for 90 yards, two touchdowns, and then had another four for 42. That's 24 touches, all right? 24 touches and 25 attempts because he had a, a pat, another pass to him. Against the Packers, CMC had, I believe it was also 17 carries, and then he had another seven catches. That's 24 touches on 12 targets, so really 29 attempts to him. Between rushing and receiving, like you just you have to get the man the ball. There's no. Okay, other so he's option. had 24 touches the last two games. He's not having less than 24 touches. Like it's the Super Bowl, and if he does, then they get someone made a call because there's no, I, I, there's just no way. 
He's not hurt. He's healthy. So, like, I just love this number because he had 90 last week against the Lions, who had the best run defense in football. Now he's playing against a mediocre defense. His line is 90 and a half. Take it. I I agree with you there. Now, you want me to... Yeah, do your number two because it's another guy who who said this. You know, we've really we've all seen highlight how he said he was going to come back to the stage and get an opportunity, and I just think there's no way he doesn't pop off. Play number two for me is a man who I love near and dear in my heart just because I think he's an absolute animal. It's George Kittle over forty-eight and a half receiving yards. Uh, I think you're going to see. The Chiefs try to shut down Ayuk. You're going to see him try to shut down Debo. Um, they don't have a guy to play tight ends, though. They don't. They, they don't have a true guy. You know, Drew, Drew Tranquil is pretty Bolton's good. Nick not bad, Nick Bolton, but like... Nick Bolton is, is a great run-stopping, decent He's not lateral. a good cover linebacker. He's not a good deep cover. He's good no. at, in the lateral, in the flats. He's not... George is extremely athletic and fast. For a tight end. And and what is and what do the Niners love to do with George? Have him run at, run wide in open space. Run and, wide, run these skinny posts, run these little um almost cho- choice type routes. Um don't be surprised, he's kind of back shoulder. You know, we see that he does really well when he goes goes up the seam and then breaks out to the sideline. George is great at catch because he's great at catching the ball there and then he likes contact. So if you you know, he'll run you over or he then again, he also could take the five yard you know, slant 50 yards to the house. We yeah. seem to do it this year many times. I just think oh. it's a, to me, it screams a kettle day over like an IU. I think that LeJarius Sneed we know is, is disgusting. Trent McDuffie is very good um, as well. Very, very good. Uh, I think they're going to, to be able to slow down the wide receivers, but not necessarily kettle. I don't see a guy that truly can match up. I mean, we saw Dawson Knox go for, what, 45 yards against them? And that was, I mean, not Dawson Knox. Uh, Don Kincaid, who Don is Kincaid. Kittle's lines four yards more, or three yards more. Like, And if the Ravens threw the ball to Mark Andrews, he probably would have had 50 yards. I mean, but they only threw the ball three. twice. I mean, that game was also the weirdest. I, looking back at that game. Somebody made a call and was like, you need uh, to shoot the way. Todd, Todd Munkin had shown that his system was obviously working because – Lamar was looked fantastic running the ball, throwing the ball, and it's like again, it just, they didn't in nine rush attempts, right? Was he running back? Yeah, something like Lamar that. Lamar also didn't run the ball in the second half. Like the first half, he was cooking running the football, and he just stopped running the football. Like it, the game makes no sense. That game made no sense to me. It, it very fishy. Yeah, but I, I don't get it's it. It's funny. I don't mean to cut you, but I'm going to go to my second pick. I know I said I think they'll slow down Ayuk, but I do like Debo Samuel's over because of two reasons. Yeah, I half think... yards. I think the Debo on McDuffie matchup is it's gonna be that's gonna be hard for McDuffie. Because Debo is physical. So yeah. is Ayuk. But the thing is, truly, I don't see them put I mean they could put Legarius Need on Debo, and if that happens, then I will be take live betting by Ayuk yards. Because I, I do yeah. think it's it's whoever is not because Legarius Need is, is fantastic. And the thing is, they're gonna have to pay him this year. Man, he he's another one of those guys. We're talking about Mike Evans, like like in a contract year, saying like, "Hey, you gotta pay me." Look at the numbers I put up. Lejarius Sneed quite literally said the same exact thing. He did. He gave up his first touchdown of the season against the Bills. That was the first touchdown he let up on the year. Was against the Bills to Shakir. 
That was the first touchdown he allowed this oh season. Oh my god, that's ridiculous! Actually, yeah, no, that's insane. No, like he he has had a phenomenal year. There's a reason that I believe he's a first team All Pro. And if he's not, then that's obviously um, the biggest uh, snub of the year because he's been nothing but elite like no other. Um, to me, you have to my you because Ayuk's explosiveness. We just uh, I we talk about it off air, but I highlighted how Ayuk was seventh in the seventh in the league in receiving yards and had. Um, was in like this uh, target wise was like seventieth in the league. Not, no, yeah, not he 70th. had like I think he had like tw- I think he had like twenty less catches than like the, the guy above him. And t- catches and then targets were like forty less targets. Well, that's 45. what happens when you're wide. The you know you're wide the hell open because you know Shanahan draws those plays up and you take two or three passes. You know forty fifty yards. It's just I you again quietly thirteen hundred and. 50 yards this year is insane. 1,350 yards. Ridiculous. Um, for a guy who some people view as a key is the best is true receiver on the team, but some people view he as what we thought Nikhil Harry would be. Quite literally, he's been nothing but sick. And he's also going to have to get paid. And I would pay him because look what the cat's doing as not. Like, he is the number one. He gets the number ones on him. That's why I do think Legereci has to get put on him because I guess I think. I bullies McDuffie, but I also think I think both him and Debo because the thing is the Niners are super super violent at the at the point of attack point at, at the line of scrimmage. The the Chiefs like to play you know hands. You know we know we look at we look at the tape back when Sneed was on Tyreek Kell and he was pushing Tyreek Kell like a little baby. So the difference is now you got to against got a team that just has bigger wide receivers. You're not you bullying know? Debo. <laughs> You're not Debo's six one two twenty of just a, a brick shit house. Um, Ayuk, I believe, is six two, six three. Like these guys are bigger, and they 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 will block you. They are. I mean, Ayuk has some of the best blocks I've seen downfield. Um, oh, of all, like ever. Like they're like you really want to throw a tape on coaches. Throw on Brandon Ayuk blocking downfield because this guy is forty yards downfield blocking the guy into the sidelines. Like they're like, you can't Literally. like that's you can't coach that. Like that's that's they all do it. No, I know. I I'm know. gonna have you. If you're if you're done with Debo, I'm gonna have I'm you do your third play because we're gonna end with uh, your, we're gonna your end third with play. Daniel. Your third play is insane, but I actually love it. To be honest, I, I'm gonna have to sprinkle on it because I do think this game screams it's gonna happen. My th- my third play is I have to take Isaiah Pacheco rushing yards. He just keeps hitting this line. He is uh, the little engine that could. The he's also a huge key to the Chiefs winning this game. If they can establish a run game at all. Which I think they can. Like I mean, the they Niners. can. You look at look at what the look at what the Packers did. Look at what the Lions did. Um, and they're not going to shy away from using him. Like some no. people could think, like, oh, if the Niners get up, this isn't the same Chiefs team to make these big comebacks, which is true. You know, they have actually led in the playoffs. You know, outside of the Buffalo game, they led on Miami the whole game. Never had to worry about it. They led on, on Baltimore the whole game, and they've really leaned into their defense. Um, and they leaned into Isaiah Pacheco. When that man runs, it's the most violent runner I've ever seen in my life. I don't know why. It's just his body movement. I do think he's going to get a, a good, you know, steady carries. I believe he's had 15 or more carries in the playoffs. I don't think he's had anything less. I think he's more like 17 or more. Um, yeah. I don't see him, like, just like I said, CMC is going to have, you know, the 20-plus the carries. I don't believe that you're going to see Pacheco having any less than 18 carries. I mean, he had 24 carries. For 68 yards against the Ravens, who have a lot better run defense than the 49ers. Against the Bills, Pacheco had 15 carries, but he had 97 yards. I mean, that was 15 carries after not really having any carries in the first half. And against the Dolphins, he had, I think it was, what, 
another 24 carries. So he's had two games of 24 and then one of 15. I either think that's going to see the, 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 the latter. He's going to have at least over 15, over 20, to be honest. So I'll take him over 67 and a half yards. Shock me. I mean, he, he's one of the best players on that, on that offense. You have to feed him the ball. There's just not a question. Oh, 100%. And we give you a third pick, and then we'll give our special fourth. Well, Dave, I said we're going to end with a banger. And I think you and most people will agree that a plus 650 anytime touchdown score is an absolute banger. Mm-hmm. It's Jawan Jennings anytime touchdown. Uh, as you like Debo with the matchups, I think Jawan Jennings on the threes and fours of Kansas City is just going to be favorable for him and Brock Purdy. Uh, as many Niners fans know him, it's first and Jawan because it always seems he gets that. He always catches that third and seven or third and eight. Yep. And it's like, we need a big play. No, you know what it is too? He was quiet last week. What happened two weeks ago when they played against the Packers during that traffic comeback? He, three four, what, he had three, four catches all for first downs. Yeah, but I'm saying that game too. He ended up, Debo got banged up. Debo got left the game. And then Juwan just said, don't worry, guys. I got you. And ended up, I believe, against the, the Packers. He had, I'm going to look it up because I know he had. He had like, like three or four for like three. 35 or 61. Did he really? Yeah. No, that's wow. like, like, don't be surprised if you see not necessarily 561, but I, I think he's going to have four or five targets because Purdy likes him. That's the thing. Purdy does. does like him. And Purdy, if, he's his third, he's a third down guy. He's a big third down guy. So like a third and goal at the seven yard line. Don't be surprised. If you suddenly see him toss it up to Juwan because Juwan's also a big body. He's six, three, almost six, four. Um, got the, he's, he's that lengthy six, three, you know how sometimes you just, you can be six, three and tall. And then you have the six, three, yeah. like lengthy guys who just have the extra long arms that, that just, they can really catch things like the T Higgins of the world. Like when T Higgins got tackled at the five yard line and somehow was able to reach for a touchdown. Um, obviously I'm exaggerating at the five, but you know, that play yeah that, which was itself. So I saw the other week day and I was like, that just doesn't make sense. This guy is a full two yards short and somehow reaches for a touchdown. Um, that's Juwan. And I, I, Super Bowl, we just know. Funky weird, things happen. Weird things happen. There. High score, you know. David Tyree makes a helmet catch. Um, freaking, you know what's crazy? I was looking at the, the don't ask me why, but I looked at the 2010 Super Bowl the other day. Not earlier today. Not the other day. Like literally the like a while ago. The one with the Manning hitting the catch? No, no. That was that catch me is a better catch, by the way. I'm just saying. No, that, it's, a, it's the most, it's honestly the, one of the most underrated throws by Eli Manning. No, that just doesn't get talked about. No, it's one of those underrated throws in like the history. history. I mean that 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 ball was absolutely like you couldn't have placed it any better. No, it was one of those throws that if it's not there, it's incomplete. And that was the that was it doesn't ever get talked about because yeah. of the helmet catch that should have been a holding play holding call on uh, multiple Giants players. But well, that play gets blown dead now anyway. So oh my god. Oh my God, that play never happens now. The way they call no, call God, things. No. I mean, there was there was two holds on that play that are like blatantly obvious. They just didn't. Well, call. we're we're gonna we're gonna forget. Move that. on. But um, I, I was looking it up and I did not realize in that game. You know, Ben threw two picks, but uh, freaking oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. Heinz Ward had a day, but then um, it's Antonio Holmes. No, no. So that's 2010, 2011 when the Packers won. Um, Emmanuel Sanders was on that team, wasn't he? Emmanuel Sanders didn't do anything in that game. Um, Who are you thinking of? 
I gotta look this up now. Packers, Steelers. Sorry for. Oh, that's Super Bowl. I'm thinking of Cardinals. No, that game was sick. That game was that was when Larry was just one. That's when Larry Legend absolutely put on maybe the greatest performance in playoff history. Uh, through all those games when he just put the team on his back, and it just doesn't make sense that he was able to do that. No, that was a game when uh, well, obviously Mike Wallace had like a hundred yards receiving. Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace is weird because like he had, he was a Pro Bowl in 2011. He had some like decent you know 2011 he had uh, almost 2,000 you know, 1,200 yards, but like. Guys like that who, like, then fade away for the rest of their career. Like, I don't know. I just feel like uh, Malcolm Mitchell against the, the Falcons oh when it, you know, continue to make plays to the Patriots as, like, wide receiver four. Like, the Super Bowl just is weird, and you're going to have guys do things that don't necessarily do things. Um, and so, like, it's worth it for Juwan Jennings because, like, yeah. he's going to – he'll get targets. He's not going to go the game without a target. No. He'll get, he'll get at yeah. least three targets. I think this game is – it's either this game's going to be super boring and really, really, really low scored, or it's going to be a banger. And I don't well, know why, but I feel like it's going to be a banger. Fun fact, um, this anytime touchdown was actually going to be Kyle Juszczyk at plus 1,200. But the plus 1,200 turned into plus 850. And I realized that I do not like the sign of that because that means... Everyone's betting it. Everyone's betting it. And Vegas is going to make the call because I think if he scores, Vegas is going to have a very big problem. Can we also just talk about the number you told me yesterday that is going to be bet on the Super Bowl? Oh, my God. Um, what did we say? $1.3 billion in regulated markets, and they're projecting 23.1 across the board on all platforms. Regulated you know, back room, dark web, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, 23.1. Like, can you just, can we that just. Number end, that number ends world hunger. It does. I think world hunger is $6 billion, I believe, because Elon Musk has like offered to do it. Uh, let's just look this up. This is just in real time. I'm looking at the billionaire list. Because I want to see where you would live. So obviously there's a lot of people with over $100 billion. Holy shit. But we said 23.1? Yeah. Okay. So let's just say you would be the 85th richest person in the world. Of 8 billion people. Of... 8 billion people. You'd be the 85th richest person That's in ridiculous. the world just from this game. I have no words. I have no words. Also, that just proves that we're all degenerates. Like, literally. Like... No, it's ridiculous. Like, what do you people, like, like okay, who's better? How many people? Someone's making a call, man. Also, what's the line in this game? I have, I forget. Is it? Two and a half. What? It's two and a half, isn't it? None, it's one and a half. Oh, it's one and a half, okay. At that point, you just take the Niners. I mean, if you take the oh, Niners Oh, no, we're up to two and a half. Oh, really? I have two and a half on FanDuel. Well, let me just check Caesars now, because ESPN, ESPN bet, which they're pushing, they're trying to push so hard, and I'm like, just stop it. I got two. All right, so it is what it is. But special fourth pick. Um, 
we just could not mention this guy. I yeah. was like, it's it's Travis Kelsey over six and a half receptions. Ryan, why do you think he's going to hit this line? Why? Because it's Travis Kelsey. It's the Super Bowl. It's Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball to Travis Kelsey. It's the he's fact gonna have that he's targets. It's yeah. It's the fact that he's probably going to have you know twelve. I I think he's going to have anywhere from ten to twelve targets in this game. Uh, it, it's the fact that he's the go-to guy. It's the fact that he's the greatest playoff tight end to ever play the game of football. Uh, and he's just like, I don't know. It's, you know, people say they have plans to guard Travis Kelsey. And then every single time they say that their plan goes to shit. And he's just wide open. He, and he's like, he's, he's not like, he's not that fast. Like he's really not that he fast. Run, he's just the thing with Travis is he doesn't run routes. Travis does. Travis goes where Travis knows that there's going to be no one on the field. And Pat knows that. Like, Pat, Pat knows. Do that. Literally. And I think that's what makes them so as good as they to, are. To guard because he's not running. He, everything is an option route for for Kelsey. Yeah. Every play is an option route. You, hey, if the backer does this, run this. And he knows all this. Like, football is a very complicated sport, and it's not. But it is. Guys, when you're running routes and you have all these options of what you're supposed to do in that scenario, it's it's not just like, just like oh, run this and this. It's like guys who do the option, you know, the Jason Witten play that you know he made famous for years. That he, remember Jason Witten? Jason Witten was really Travis Kelsey for Travis Kelsey because Witten was always effing open. They're like, how is he always open? It's like, well, because he's a choice route. He could run twelve routes from this one play. It's all about what they give him, and that's what and Travis does it better than anyone else. Um, and by the way, Travis has had six catches or more in every Super Bowl. Uh, against the Bucks, he had 11 for 130 or 10 for 130. Last year, he had six for 81. The first time against the, the Niners, he had uh, six for 43 in the touchdown. I just don't see how – like, I know it's six and a half and you could get scared, but he hit this number in two of three playoff games. Last week, he had 11 for whatever it was, 120, 130. Against the Dolphins, he had seven for 81. Against the Bills, he had five for 75. And his yardage line is 70 and a half. So, like, I don't yeah. hate that line either. But I do see he does not going to necessarily get some of these big catches that he gets. So, like, his yardage may not hit. Like, I could see him totally a 7 for 60 in a touchdown. Like, that's kind of what I'm picturing his, I could see that his too, day. Yeah. 7, 60, touchdown, 8, 8, 9. Also, like, he's going to catch almost every target that's on him, too. He's not going to get targets that don't land. My only rebuttal to this is that if there's one man who can cover Travis. Oh, there's Kelsey. two. They have two. Don't don't sleep on there. Don't sleep on Gray? the two of them. Can Dre Greenlaw me. cover Travis Kelsey? Yes. Well, I know Fred probably can. You know, no, no, no. Fred, I'm no, not I, saying Fred every play, can. but... Fred can. Fred's the best linebacker in football. It's not close. Well, you know, I it's southeast. It's, it's not that it's not close, but Fred, I think, is still ahead. Like, I think it's close, but... There's just a difference between Fred and everyone else. I mean, when you stop and think about it, the Niners have two top five linebackers in the NFL probably, right? I mean, I say Dre is easily top ten. He may not be top five, but there's an argument because he does everything. He does everything Fred does, and if Fred wasn't there, we probably get Dre as a top, yeah. top five. Because, like, he also – the two of them are so great lateral-wise, and yeah. that's what makes them great. It's not the north and south. It's the lateral quickness and the lateral being able to – Cover people. 
And this is why I think Travis's yards are shaky because I do think he gets a lot of catches, but I don't think they're, he's not getting like the 25 yard catch. Well, you know, over, um, you know, Stevenson from Baltimore, like, like he's going to have these big linebackers who are the same size as him almost because both of them are, you know, six, three plus, uh, and Warner and Greenlaw, and they're both super physical and they're built like him. So fast and they're fast. I, I think you're going to see though, he can get seven, eight, nine catches in this game, but it's going to be a five yard catch here, or th- uh, you know, a seven yard catch here where his yards will build up. But again, like I said, seven, eight catches, 50 to 60 yards. I think it's, it's like what pot, like if the, if the Niners win, like that's what he's doing. I also think you're going, to see, you're going to see some, you know, a few tight end screens as well. Mm-hmm. Where he's going to catch it and, and have a chance to get 15 yards, but you know the Niners are also great at tackling in open space. Yeah, that's something that they are good at tackling in open space. But I guess those are the picks. Sad news. That's that is the last four, well, three picks from each of us, as well as a special fourth for the NFL season. But we got some we got some news, I guess, around the league. So I'll talk about the first one. Obviously, we're down in one game. I'm sad. Sad. Hello, That's darkness, sad. my old friend. Literally. What you got, right? Second one. Dave, I I mentioned this to you before it happened. And no, you I mentioned said, this a while back. No, no, give Ryan his props. Ryan mentioned this. I, I think you may have mentioned this on an episode, too. I think you've mentioned this, like, it's been, a, like, a while ago. Like, we're talking... You, no, you said, I, but you know, I vividly remember sending this to you because it came from a Georgia Reddit account. And oh you my said, God, you did. And I said, there's no, well, that was before he also retired. That was before he retired. That was like a month. That was like a month and a half before he retired. I wouldn't say a month and a half. It was, it was right. It was leading up to the SEC champ. Well, I guess it would be a, about a month and a half. Yeah. <laughs> it was right before the SEC championship game. I mean, you, it, it, it was, if Georgia, but the whole point was if Georgia won. He was going to retire. Yes. That was the that was the whole argument. Like if Georgia beats Bama in the national in the SC championship game, Saban's going to retire on the spot. That was their whole argument yes. on the Reddit page. And then it was he'll retire and then join. Say it. College game day, and you know what? As much as I love Lee Corso on college game day, I think it's time for him to take a step down. Um. Nick Saban replacing Lee Corso on college game day is probably the only fit for it to happen. Um, it's just Lee Corso just doesn't know where he is half the time. As much as I love you, Lee, like you're old. He's starting to experience the um, old JB syndrome. Oh, we're not going there. Well, I mean, listen, Lee Corso has produced some epic sound bites, aka. Um, the shut up midget soundbite is no, probably go bulldogs. Shut up midget. <laughs> the kid that, ten. That had to be oh that or like whenever he would do his fake outs with like give me the give me the head and then he the hits it and goes no he throws it away and goes give me that everyone goes insane because he you know the, be- the best is when he would just be like he'd be like see like that's a dumb pick. <laughs> oh my and- god no because they'd always have the celebrity picker pick before him and. Yeah. He, again, even when he was not, you know, starting to lose his mind, he would always sit there and go, I like that pick, yeah. but I'm not going to take it. I'm going to do. And you're like, oh, my God. Or he goes, hmm, that's a dumb pick. 
And I'll tell you why. And then you would have. He would just roast people. And it was just, it's just so funny. Also, I do low key miss David Pollock. Like, I think David Pollock on game day was pretty good. He was fantastic. Guess what? I think you're right. I can't blame Pat for that one, though. I'm not blaming Pat. I'm blaming the ESPN. People blame Pat, and that was bullshit. But well, Pat has brought an energy that came to needed. Get get freaking Mr. Grumpy out. Get him off. Kirk, you're dead to me. Get off. Oh, I like Kirk. Come on, he's dead to me. Well, he's dead dead to to you. But listen, well, what about Ben? You like Ben? Ben? You do not know who Ben is. You know who Ben Ben Herb Street is. The fucking dog, dog that follows him, his dog, the dog that follows him around. The old dog, yo. No, stop. When that dog dies, it's going to be so sad. Well, when any dog dies, it's going to be so sad. No, but like Ben is just like, Ben is are the you death. Following the, are you following the adventures of Ben? Yeah, I follow I follow Kirk Herbstreet. Ben was the chief happiness officer at the Rose Bowl. <laughs> he, ben literally got Rose Bowl credentials. That's awesome. But it's just like, I know he's dead to you, but uh, we'll see. Hopefully he doesn't shit on Florida State next season so much. But oh, guess what? How about his Ohio State that pays for everybody does something? We're not, no, no. See, like, don't push my buttons because I'm not getting into this right now. They don't do nothing. They suck. Well, it doesn't matter. Ryan Day, born on third base, just, you know. Oh, my God. I can't with him. What do you mean? Why? That's why Kirk... Remember, Kirk oh, I thought you were going to start me, and I was about to be like, dude, Urban no, Meyer no. built that program to what it is. Let's be, just be honest. Well, I mean, they've always been pretty elite. Don't sleep on Jim Trussell, I will say. Jim I'm Trussell got that, like, I, I, I liked Jim Trussell, I'll be honest. And I don't Jim like, Trussell I didn't... was good, but Urban got them to the point where no, it was Urban just got like... them to the point where they were like, oh, we're going to go undefeated every year. Or like, we're going to lose one game, and we're yeah. going to beat the shit out of Michigan. And then Ryan Day is like, oh, look what I did. It's like, you didn't do anything, dude. You were like, I'm you sorry. Were, you were crying. You were going to leave the program because you lost to Michigan. Like, you lost one game to Michigan, and you were going to leave Jim, the program. The Jim Harbaugh quote of the you know, born on third base is just, it's true. I don't care what anyone says. You can call me a biased Michigan fan, but whatever. It is what it is. Um, Ryan Day, you have zero national championships. Jim Harbaugh has won. So <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. Loser. Okay. Yes. So um, let's move on to the next topic. Obviously, we're very excited about Nick Saban joining. It's going to be awesome. I knew Nick wasn't going to be able to walk away from football. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, no, it just it, – it, it can't like that. I'm glad – I think he's happy he's out of coaching because NIL is um, – I think me and you are in agreement is going to destroy the sport in probably five to seven years because mm-hmm. it's just going to be a pay-to-play. Mm-hmm. Um, but – He's too smart of a mind to just not have talk about football week in and week out. He can't. He's no. been doing it for 50 years. Like, you think he exactly. just just stop? Like, he's one of those people who's going to do this till he dies. He's John Madden. John Madden could never Literally. go away from the game. Didn't Literally. know he died. Well, we want to hop into the next yeah. one. Next one. Because, of course, us as the Patriots fans... I have to mention have, the Patriot news. We have to discuss that... Uh, Seems like the coaching staff has been uh, filled out from top to bottom. I like it, to be honest. It's overall, looking at it, I liked, um, I liked... I love the, the Van Pelt hire. Uh, Van Pelt hire, it makes me just look at Cleveland and go, you guys went 12-5 and five with four quarterbacks and 22 injuries and fired all the guys who should have been, like, 
ha- like rewarded for like f- for making this work. Yeah. Browns gonna be really well, good next year. If like everyone comes back healthy, like they're gonna be really good. That's one of the most are. talented rosters in football. Love, love our DC. Love the promotion of nah, uh, what's his name, Covington. Yeah. Right? Nah, you know why he deserves it? Because we've had one of the best D lines under him in football, and it's just gotten better and better every year. Mm-hmm. Literally. Um, we I also hired like... the Browns O line coach too. Yep. Which hopefully and, he can whip our O line to shape. And what are the Browns? What are the Browns good at? Drafting O linemen, making O linemen, building an O line. See, see where this is going, huh? Yeah, no, it's and I'll be honest, special team coordinator, it's a good hire. Yeah, comes from the Rams. It's Rams, one of the I best think, special teams teams uh, in the in the league. Mayo Mayo thought outside the box. And no, I, I think, and he also brought in like again people. He brought in Ben McAdoo to help be an offensive assistant, oh God, yeah. offensive assistant. You can hate Ben McAdoo. People can remember him being a Giants head coach. Guess what? Look at what he did as an OC. And look at what he does as an evaluator. He is quite literally very bright when it comes to all that kind of stuff. Yep. He evaluates well. You know, it, it's been noted that he tried to tr- get the Giants trade for Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes in that draft. And the Giants said, nope. And he's like, all right, well, they were the, the two best quarterbacks coming out. And so that's it's quite literally been nothing but true. Um, great OC. Again, he's not an OC. He's just going to be an, another offensive. Mayo Mayo said, "Hey, I got to bring some guys who have experience." He's brought in again guys who've had head coaching experience. Like, yeah. Mayo knows it's learn the ropes. He needs to learn the ropes. Mm-hmm. And so he's wise to, <clears throat> to bring in some of the guys he's brought in. And also, this just screams uh, quarterback at three for us. Oh yeah, no. With the with between vent with, with the guys who brought in our offense, you're going a quarterback. Unless again, unless we were suddenly to sign a guy in free agency, you're going a quarterback. Especially with the, the the news of Washington potentially trading up to take, uh, trading up with um, Chicago, that changes everything. Because I think if Chicago trades back, Chicago is going to just, you know, they're not going to go quarterback. They're going to stick with Fields, as I think they should anyway. Yes. I don't think Chicago should draft a quarterback because I think Fields showed this year, outside of getting hurt, played his best football. The team actually won games with him. And that they, there was definitely something working with in Chicago. Oh, 100%. And if that's the case, 1, give me Drake May. Give me, give me, give me Drake May. Oh, yes. That give me, give me, give me. Please, give me. Uh, I mean, I'd be okay with Jaden Daniels, I no, guess. No, I'm fine with Jaden too, but like, Drake May, I think, is going to be the best quarterback from this draft. Probably. I think he's got he's he's the best got, quarterback. He's, he's definitely the best quarterback of the last three UNC quarterbacks, and he had the least to work with. Yeah, and by, a, by a lot. And guess what? You can hear on Mitch Trubinsky, but Trubinsky did have success in Chicago. Yeah. People like, people I think, in hindsight, people have looked at them like, oh, such a bad pick. It's like, he brought them to the playoffs. He won, won 12 games. Like he, Bro, he won an for- MVP. <laughs> people forget about that. He won an MVP. He won the first ever MVP. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they just so, said Baker's the first player ever to be the number one overall pick, win a Heisman, win an MVP, and a Pro Bowl MVP. Baker won Pro Bowl MVP? Yeah, this year he won it. Huh. Yeah, I had no desire to watch that. Episode. I didn't watch it either. But um, that's going to lead us to talk about Patriots. We're going to lead into uh, two ex-Patriots. Um, all the coaching vacancies have been uh, filled. Um, surprisingly, Mike Rabel and Bill Belichick without a job. 
Interesting. Kind of crazy. Doesn't really make sense. Oh, hold on. Before we get into this, Marlon Humphrey, you're a fucking idiot. Just going to say, just throwing that out there. What did Marlon Humphrey do? Did you not see his comment? No. He said because Bill Belichick didn't get hired, he's not the greatest coach of all time anymore. Yeah. And then Dion clapped back and he was like, yeah, you're on crack. Show some respect. So teams are um, scared. I was talking about teams are scared to help. Uh, hire I just think it's his age, man. Like you know, no. It's how many more years is he going to coach? Because like you realize, two, teams three. Are, that, that, that's that's the thing. I, I don't shocking. Vrabel, no, that one is like legitimately. I'm scratching my head because Vrabel's not old. But I also heard through the grapevine. Anyway, Mike Vrabel's an ex player. Mike yeah. Vrabel's a big man. Like he's not. Yeah, they said his stature scared people off because he's he's Dan Campbell without the fieriness. Dan Campbell has that fiery side. Right, and I'm not saying Rabel isn't fiery, but Rabel's a lot of like you look at him. Like Rabel's a football player through and through. Yeah. He's sitting there on the sidelines with the red, with the super red nose, with the, the little bit of you know the the no, wearing not really that much clothing, looking like he's about to get on the field. What a half a pack of what a half a ten of Copenhagen in his bottom lip yep no it's it's he he is like the definition of like a football player he is a football guy yeah i i wouldn't shock me honestly if we see like one of these coaches not work out mid-season gets fired and then you see him get hired or he's gonna go on as some join a staff after the draft as a you know you know associate head coach or you know a, a rich Pisaccia type role that we I saw mean... I'm still convinced Bill Belichick's going to become the next defensive coordinator of the Cowboys, but I'm going to segue that into our. I didn't know this. You, you, I. This is the first I've read of this, and this, this was, just makes me uh, laugh. Did I not send this to you before? No. This makes me laugh. Apparently, Rex Ryan interviewed for the Cowboys DC position, and that would actually be an incredible hire for them. You think? Oh, yes, no, Rex, I think. Rex, Rex I is think a good, Rex is a good DC. I think Rex is a very good DC. But here's my concern. Rex has been out the game for a while. He still knows football. I know he knows football. But do you think Rex has a pretty nice job right now at ESPN, making pretty good money to not have to go coach? Well, I mean, if it doesn't work out in Dallas, you can always just go back to ESPN. True. Look what they did with Saturday. You know, you know. Saturday, Saturday's on Get Up and, you know, first take all the time during football season. Um, and you look at it and, you know, went to coach the Colts for whatever the last however many weeks after what's-his-name got fired. And then, you know, didn't work out coaching. They go with Steichen. Great hire. Nah, look, hindsight, that, that – I said hindsight, both, both coordinators from the Eagles last year – Look to be no, it's okay. Had... Sirianni's going to get carried again, um, just how he always does, because he you, brought look in at, Vic you look at Sirianni with two average or mediocre coordinators, and uh, they did not – they were not what people expected. Well, we talk about it. They, they started year 10-1, and one, and we're like, but they're not a true 10-1. and one. They won no. half the dozen games by, you know, one score. They should have lost, lost to the Patriots week one. <laughs> I mean – Tell me one about the Patriots. You know the Patriots were four and thirteen with eight one loss, one position loss games. 
It's so like, sad. Like you really weren't that far from being uh, yeah. a playoff. Yeah, no, I mean, a couple of those were like a garbage time touchdown by us with like a minute no. left. None of those were. I was looking through. Really? A lot because that that defense for about eight weeks was just. We lost games three nothing. It was ridiculous. We lost games six nothing. Like like defense holds teams to literally three and six points, and you lose. I Ten know. points. That was a bad. That was a bad stretch. But I mean, we it, had like four games in a row of, of holding teams to ten points or less and lost yeah. all four. But going back to going back to the Sirianni thing, um, and then we'll we'll wrap this up. You know, he goes from you know Shane Steichen and uh, Gannon to mediocre. You know, go to the Super Bowl. Two great coordinators. Mediocre. Ten and one. Fall off a cliff. Right. Now you get Vic Fangio and Kellen Moore, two of you know best of the best at what they do. I don't, I don't, you know, looking at the Big Fangio, he was fired from Miami, but I think people. That I think he left Miami. I think he said, he "I don't." I think he. I thought, I thought he was. I thought he was let go. I thought he was like pushed off the I door. I think it was a they, mutual parting of ways. But he also lost how many? Like they lost a lot on defense throughout the season. I you mean, lost Bradley Chubb. You're probably best. You lost Bradley Chubb. You lost Jalen Phillips. You didn't have Jalen Ramsey the first six weeks of the season. You had Xavier Howard out in and out all year. Sure. Byron you Jones had, is hurt too. Yeah, no, like they like lost like production. And again, he had guys like Van Ginkle looking like, you know, a Pro Bowl album. God, I But, well, I guess I'll end on this. For the love of God, San Francisco. Please do America a favor and beat the Chiefs. Just going to end it on that. That's all I'm going to say. Because if I say anything else, I'm going to sound like a biased, whiny Patriots fan. So, please, San Fran, Kyle Shanahan, don't overthink it. Run left. Run right. Wherever you want to, just give Christian McCaffrey the ball and just do the smart thing. Play action. Do whatever you got to do. Just please, for the love of God, beat the Chiefs. That's all I ask. Well, I, on that note, guys, we'll have one episode left for the season. Sad. Sad, sad, sad. Thanks for coming along with us. Really, uh, it's a hell of a ride this season. Been a hell of a ride. Let's have one more banger weekend, and then we'll sign off for good. But as always, I'm Dave. I'm Ryan. Thank you for listening. And as always, oink oink.